0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Welcome into the SEC football show for this Wednesday, November 4th. As we head to conference championship weekend, it's LSU, it's Georgia. We've known that for a while. Now we can get into the breakdown of the game. We've got a lot to discuss. Playoff rankings. We've got five teams in the SEC in the playoff rankings, two in the top four. What are the scenarios? We're going to run it down for you. I think you know, but we're going to go over it anyway got a lot to get to today. We've got three coaching openings in the conference. We're going to get into some of that minutiae. This podcast is brought to you by the great folks at 401k Generation. Whether it's 401k, an IRA, you just want to get some financial advice on what to do with your investments or you're on the right path. Maybe it's just a, a second opinion. Great folks to call. Uh, they're licensed in all 50 states. It's why it's such a good fit. We want to make sure that anybody that's listening to us in the continental United States can, um, uh, you know, can, you know, can utilize this great service that they have. Uh, very simple. Just give them a call or a text. Tell them that we sent you, and have a conversation. Uh, no, uh, no obligation. Conversation. Um, so we're just there to help. Give you some advice. I call it the financial checkup. Make sure. That you check that up today, 1-866-998-5879. You can call or text Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation at one eight six six nine nine eight five eight seven nine. They've helped schools of the folks. They can help you as well. If you have your own business or you know someone that does that wants to promote their business, we can help you do that. We can absolutely help you do that. We want to make sure it's the right fit for you, that it's going to benefit you. So uh, get in touch with us. We'll have a conversation. TJ will get back with you. Very simple. Go to LandryFootball.com, hit Contact Chris, and uh, send me an email. TJ will be in touch with you. Check out all of our podcasts. We've got not only this podcast, but... Uh, For all the other conferences, we've got our college podcast, our NFL podcast. So check it it out today. That contact, Chris, is where you can also uh, send me a question. If you have it, we will uh, address it right here for you on this podcast or anyone else that you would uh, or any other podcast you'd like for me to address it. So we're at the second to last playoff rankings. Now, when we talk with you um, next week, everything will be set. Well, you know that the final uh, rankings, the final standings will be up um, on Sunday. So we'll know everything. Uh, Ohio State stays at one, LSU at two, Clemson three, Georgia at four. Florida's at nine, Auburn's at 11, Alabama at 12. That's your five SEC teams. At five is Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor. So pretty clear. Georgia wins, they're in. Georgia loses, they're out, and it opens the door for Utah, who's got Oregon in the conference championship game in the Pac-12. You've got Oklahoma and Baylor, 6-7 and seven playing one another. What are the rankings saying? By having Baylor over Wisconsin, is it just strictly one loss? Baylor's over Wisconsin, Florida, and Penn State. What is it really saying? Is it saying – That if Oklahoma beats Baylor, or Baylor beats Oklahoma, that they're jumping in. Interesting. We'll get into more of that on the national show on Thursday. But, food for thought. I think there's seven teams in it. Georgia's in a position, I think LSU's in it, even if they lose. Same with Ohio State. Clemson's debatable, but likely in it as well. So we'll see what Georgia can do. We're going to get down into uh, the look at um, the game in in a bit. Tough week coaching news. It started on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. Hope you enjoyed the Egg Bowl. Does the Egg Bowl always deliver? Maybe not deliver the two best teams. Something always happening. Seemingly good games. Sp- Fights and gruesome injuries and a whole lot of stuff going on. Man, you got Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Clearly going into the game, you're thinking, Matt Luke is probably going to survive, but Joe Moorhead better not lose this game at home or he could be gone. Yeah, he's got the support of the administration, but this loss in this type of game can hurt you. Well, Mississippi State at home takes the lead. They're clearly going to win this game. Then it starts to fall apart a little bit. Ole Miss makes a comeback, and I'm thinking, Joe, Joe, Joe. You lose the game, you got trouble. You blow this game and lose it, you're done. And lo and behold, Ole Miss comes back closes the game to one point and the infamous squatting like a dog show a lack of discipline, stupid, selfish act leads to an extra point that's a little bit longer due to the penalty. And it's a missed extra point. And as a result, I have no doubt in my mind that it was the final straw for Matt Luke. Look, you don't fire the guy for that, but you got to look into context. There's not a lot of faith that Matt's the guy. There's a lot of question as to whether he runs a disciplined enough program. And then you show ability to come back, but not the discipline that your players need to exhibit to win a game like that, and you lose it in that fashion. And then what's the very first thing you say when asked about it is, oh, the kid's a good kid. You don't address it probably like your fan base, your booster fan base expects. And the result is Joe Moorhead's getting another year. Matt Luke is gone. And Ole Miss is in a coaching search. More on that in a minute. Missouri beats Arkansas. Arkansas remains winless seemingly forever since they've won a conference championship game. We have got updates on LandryFootball.com about where Arkansas is looking and headed. But Missouri, even with their win, Barry Odom, gone. So you've got those three teams, Ole Miss, Missouri, Arkansas. Played on Thursday, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Friday, Missouri, Arkansas played. And there are those openings. Clemson, South Carolina wasn't much of a game. Will Muschamp's coming back. Oh, a whole lot of changes on that staff. We've got updates for you on that. Georgia blows out Georgia Tech. But foolishly, lose a key player. A couple of players banged up. A couple of players suspended. Not ideal for Georgia going into the conference championship game. Kentucky, what a story. Well, I, you can tell you what you want. Nobody's done a better job coaching in this conference this year than Mark Stoops, doing what he's done with that team, with not the third quarterback. You ran out of quarterbacks. You got a receiver. He and Eddie Grand, unbelievable job. Tennessee takes care of Vanderbilt in a rain delay game. Florida blows out. Florida State as expected. LSU. Dominates A&M. Kind of makes a statement with their defense, didn't they? They sure did. And then the iron ball. We saved the best for last. The best game, that is. One of the best iron bowls that I've ever seen. Different, not a whole lot of defense. You heard me. You heard me talk about the game. You heard me discuss it. There's nothing about what I said. Going into that game, turned out to be the case during the course of the game. Under no circumstances did I say, "Look for this; is going to be a shootout." I expect Alabama to just score points at will against this great Auburn defense. And Auburn's offense, that's sputtering half the time. Yeah, they're they're going. It's going to be forty-eight forty-five. Yeah, right. No way in hell. No way in hell. I don't believe what I just saw. God bless the late Jack Buck. It was not what I anticipated. It was a whole lot of fun watching it. It was a whole lot of fun watching the offense. Not really fun to watch the self-destructive mistakes, which is never fun to watch as a coach. But did I expect Alabama to have that much success against that Auburn defense? No way. No way. Didn't see that. I don't know if, if we played it again this week. I'd see it any different. I just, it, it it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But credit Alabama's offense for doing a number of things. Yet, they scored 45 points, and they had a pick six going in. It could have been more. It was clear it was the mistakes, the penalties, the turnovers, and quite frankly, yes, Nick Saban getting outcoached. From the negative plays to the very end, getting outschooled at the end, there's no doubt Saban was outcoached here. No question about it. Now, where do they go? Um... Going to go into a little bit more detail with Alabama in the days and weeks to come, but look, it's last off season there was a lot of talk about going back to Bama football. It really, wasn't Bama football this year? It was still about explosive offense, spread it around, throw it, and I get it. So receivers, they've gotten further and further away from make, what makes them dominant. I think the key, and I think we've seen Young Mac show an ability to play quarterback. Maybe they can be a little bit more ball control. Maybe they can get back with multiple running backs, great offensive line, fix the defense, get healthy on defense, get the defensive staff fixed so that they can become a great defense again. That's the formula, in my opinion. Watching Alabama the last two years didn't feel like watching Alabama. It felt a little bit more like watching what Oklahoma's been. And that's just not good enough to win a national title. And it wasn't good enough for Alabama. They made it to the championship game. I get that. Got blown out. And now they're not making it to the playoffs. So more into that. But how about Auburn? Let's give them a lot of credit. We've talked all year long. Eight and four. That's getting it done with that schedule. There's no doubt about that. Go nine and three. How about Gus? Listen, I get frustrated breaking down that Auburn offense. I think they underachieved. Look, I, I I think they could have beaten Florida. I thought they were more talented than Florida. They lost at Florida. No shame there. They held LSU to twenty-three points. Didn't really get a feel they'd win that game, but you know, I I I, I think ten and two was realistic and. It didn't, but I thought eight and four was, you know, kind of where it would likely be. Nine and three is probably ideally where I thought. I, it, it's not the Alabama game I thought they would win, but for goodness sakes, when Alabama and Auburn are both ranked and the games in Jordan hare Alabama doesn't win it, Auburn doesn't lose it. So we're gonna Gus's nothing about Gus and the Gus bus leaving. He is back. And for the Auburn administration, happy for them. They can go with, look, it'll be a tough schedule again because they've still got Alabama. they still got to play LSU. You know, they're going to play an A&M that's going to be a little better next year. Still got to play Georgia every year. So Auburn's schedule's always more challenging, more difficult than, say, in Alabama. So they've got that. We'll see where it goes, Bo Nicks in the future. So that kind of wraps up last week. So let's get into kind of the fallout from it. Ole Miss um, working on it. And we'll have everything update on LandryFootball.com behind the paywall. A lot of sensitive information and coaching searches. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about where they're thinking, who they've looked into, who I've recommended And some of the options. I think there's some good candidates out there that they're involved with. And we'll see what they can do and how that plays out. Same with Missouri. They've got uh, their top choice. They've got their sights on it. It's just a matter of can they get them. Uh, Again, we'll get into that um, over on LandryFootball.com so you can check that out. And then, of course, Arkansas. You've heard me tweet out they have their top target is Matt Campbell. Matt has decided he doesn't want to leave Iowa State um, unless it's for the right opportunity. These opportunities, including these three as well as Florida State, not not right for him in his mind. So he is re-upped and stand at Iowa State. Arkansas did make a call to Justin Fuente that um, is – not going to go anywhere. It does not appear. So they certainly have interviewed Lane Kiffin. They've talked to a couple other folks. Uh, and I'll tell you kind of where they are with where the candidates are thinking and see Arkansas in relationship to the opening as well as um, what Arkansas thinks about the candidate. So check that out over at LandryFootball.com. But we want to spend a little time. We're going to be a little bit shorter today as – we we don't have a bunch of games to discuss. We've just got the one. We've just got LSU in Georgia for the SEC championship. So you've got LSU who's been the darling of well, maybe college football this year. Joe Burrow, who I believe strongly is gonna win the Heisman Trophy a week from now. Fantastic year. No one stopped their offense. They're facing as complete a defense as they're going to find. Auburn's defense is really good. Auburn defense held them to 23 in Baton Rouge. So what can Georgia do in this matchup? They're one step away from being the one or two seed, likely two seed in the playoffs, and are off and running for – Georgia, they bring in a little bit more experience. Georgia's third trip to Atlanta in December. LSU's making its first appearance in 2011. Um, you've got a good rush defense in Georgia. That's going to try to cause some problems up front for LSU's run game. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, very improved LSU offensive line. Um. Allaire had a great game against Auburn's good defensive front. Can he do that again against Georgia? Something to look out for. In the last five games, Clyde Edwards-Allaire has rushed for 686 yards in a trio of touchdowns versus Alabama and Arkansas. Georgia gives up 68 rushing yards per game and has held the last five opponents to under 100 rushing, rushing yards. So let's watch that a little bit. In three top 25 matchups, Georgia's allowed 151 rushing yards two weeks ago. And two weeks ago, they limited a and to minus two rushing yards and 20 carries. Now, we know that takes into some, some sacks, but no one's been able to run them. Can LSU run them? It's going to be interesting. If the front seven contains edwards a it's going to open up opportunities to get after Burrow in long yardage situations. Burrow's been outstanding. He will not shrivel in the moment. I know Jake Fromm has been there more. I don't think anyone's going to be more prepared than Joe Burrow, and I think Burrow's the better quarterback of the two. In the last five games, Burrow's had 1,882 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, three interceptions. Fromm has played pretty effectively in the last month, but he doesn't have the amount of productivity and playmaking skills. In five November contests, Georgia has totaled 979 passing yards while throwing for 12 scores. Okay, that's five games. That's two games worth, and then some, for LSU and Joe Burrow. It's a different type of offense. Now, Grant Delpit is getting healthy. LSU's defense is getting a little healthy. They played their best defensive game last week against AM. George is going to be without Lawrence Cager, who's maybe out several weeks with an ankle injury. Um, Pickens, obviously out for a half. You wonder where they're going to get enough plays in the passing game. Um, LSU's going to challenge with Stingley and Fulton and Vincent to be able to match up, and should be able to match up well with Georgia's receivers. That allows Delpit and Stevens to really roam the short passing lanes in the run game. Um, Look, Georgia's defense should be able to keep this game close, should be able to try to prevent LSU from exploding like they normally explode. Can they do it for four quarters? And then on the other side, there's no question that Georgia wants to run the football, wants to play game control, wants to go on four or five-minute drives, keep LSU's offense off the field. That is the formula. But, my friends, they have to be more effective punctuating those long, sustained drives with seven. They kick too many field goals and they struggle to put teams away. Because if offensively they're not finishing with with touchdowns, eventually you give good offenses enough chances against your defense in the fourth quarter that may not be as fresh as in the first quarter. Georgia's going to have to be prepared to score enough points to win this game. It is unrealistic, not impossible, it's unrealistic to expect Georgia to hold LSU to 21 points. I also don't think it's realistic to think that LSU is going to score 21 points in the first quarter like they normally do. So it really comes down to this. The biggest thing, there are a lot of things I pointed out there, the most important thing to look forward to is Georgia's red zone offense against LSU's red zone defense. If Georgia moves the football, controls the clock, but they end up kicking field goals, don't score enough points in the red zone, don't get in the end zone enough, they're not winning the game. Because you won't hold this LSU offense for four quarters. Can you hold it enough? Possibly. Possibly. If you score touchdowns at the end of the drive, they're going to have to make LSU's defense look bad. And it, how much better is LSU's defense now that they're healthier? I think we're going to see. I think LSU's got a little bit of an edge health-wise going into this game. So it's going to be all hands on deck for the most part. And a couple of early season injuries of guys going for the year, I know, on the defensive line. But the bumps and bruises, they're in pretty good shape. There is good as their defense has been all year long in terms of health. So, is Georgia going to ever run the football enough? I mean, that's what LSU wants to do. They're going to play the run with numbers. and They're going to force the receiving core and From to make plays one-on-one against their receivers and a lot of tight man coverage. They'll mix in some zone to throw it up, but it's going to be, you know, some man looks. And it's going to be about... Being able to defend and get pressure, and Georgia's going to have to make them pay. They're going to have to find a way to make enough plays in the passing game so that they can run, and they're going to have to finish off drives with touchdowns. If they can do that, they absolutely have a chance to win it. They can win it, but they've got to be able to shorten the game, limit the possessions, and themselves score points so that they can find a way to win, to score 27 points in the game and somehow leave LSU with so few possessions that even if they're really good, they're going to fall short by a possession. That, that's their game plan. That's what they have to do in my mind. Is it going to be enough? I, I think it's going to be tough. I think LSU's the better team. And I, I think the reason that jumps in my mind is I see this LSU defense being challenged, being focused, and being healthy as it's been. Georgia's still got the better defense, but we're not comparing defenses here. The defenses compared to the opposing offenses. And LSU's defense, I think, can have some success against this one-dimensional Georgia offense. I think this Georgia defense that's really good this is going to go up against this LSU offense that's really good. And I think... The more Georgia's defense is on the field, the less effective they'll be. You give a great shooter a lot of shots, and eventually they're going to fall in, and this is what's likely going to happen. And for Georgia, they can't fall behind in this game. If they get behind early, if they don't protect the football, if they give up some early points, and it's a 14-3 game, look out. Because Georgia trying to get back in, playing right in LSU's hands. That's where it could be a decisive win. So I think LSU can win close. I think LSU can win big. I think Georgia has to win close. I think it has to be a four-quarter physical game, and they're going to have to be very efficient. I think Georgia has to play their best game of the year. I think they have to play their cleanest game of the year. I think LSU's the better team. I think LSU wins it. But I do think it has a chance to be a really close game, and I'm curious to see how LSU handles the moment. I, I don't know about the rest of the team. We'll see. I just know enough about Joe Burrow that he's going to rise in the moment. I'm not saying he's going to be perfect. I'm not saying that he's going to do everything right. I'm telling you, he's going to have a really good game, and he's not going to shrink in the moment. He'll be there leading the team. I'm very confident of that. Enjoy the game. Remember to check out the detailed film room breakdowns over at LandryFootball.com. That's a must-follow, must-listen. Take advantage of the season discount 50% off. You want to take advantage of that. Get um, all the film room breakdowns, not only the conference championship games, but all the bowl games. Get all the recruiting information that we're going to really be on top of and have for you for December signing day, certainly the draft, free agency, all the NFL breakdowns. Folks, all the way through spring practice, all the way to next year at this time, it's one-stop shopping football all year round on LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of it today and make sure that you make the phone ring over at 401 Generation. Thank them for being a sponsor of this podcast. It allows us to bring it to you. They're licensed in all 50 states. Uh, with great money management investment advice that can help you. Call or text them today at one 866 5879 Want to promote your business? Want to send me a question that you want me to address on this podcast? Go to LandryFootball.com, hit Contact Chris, and let me know. We'll get in touch with you and uh, on how we can help you grow your business, and I'll address your question Right here on this podcast or any other podcast that we have right here at part of the Big Three Roll Up Network. We appreciate you joining us. Enjoy Georgia LSU. We're gonna have some more nuggets, film room nuggets about that game. We're gonna have all the details about the coaching searches, so you wanna check that out as well. Uh we've got the details, some sensitive information. You'll want to be there for that. That's why you want to be a member of LandryFootball.com. So do it today. We'll see you over there, and we'll see you next week on another edition of the SEC Football Show. I'm Chris Landry.